Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Let me just start with uh, encourage you to share about these times together. Uh, at the time of our recording here, it's the middle of March 2020, and we're in the midst of the Corona 2020 time, coronavirus. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You may be listening to this two years from now, sort of chuckling about it. Who knows, you know? But I do know that as of now that people are searching for answers and they won't know what the truth is about things. And that's part of what we do here on this podcast is just to search out and see what the word of the Lord says. And we've been looking in the last several uh, episodes at the understanding of the fear not, fear not. So there's a lot of people who need to hear this and need to know uh, not only what the word of God says, but what the word of God tells us about how to handle things and the examples he gives us. As a matter of fact, we're looking at Second Chronicles 20 right now. We started in the previous episode with this account. And it's a great uh, account of understanding how to deal with a difficult situation and what to do. So share with folks about these podcast times. Put it on your social media. You know, share the links and tell one another about it. People are looking for uh, you know, sort of substitute times, for lack of a better term, for their public gatherings. You know, their uh, Bible study times, their Sunday school class times, their worship times and things like that. And there's so many ways of doing that nowadays. And this is just one of them. So we're in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And we saw in the previous episode that uh, Jehoshaphat has a problem. There's some uh, armies that have come against him. The sons of the Moabites, the sons of the Ammonites, the Minyanites, uh, the sons of Seir, Mount Seir, have gathered against him. And he was afraid, and he didn't know what to do. So we saw in verse 3 that he turned his attention to seek the Lord. Boy, that is the place to start every time, folks. Turn your attention to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all the land of Judah. So the people gathered together. It doesn't mean that every person from every city, but it means that the people and the representatives and the, the people that could travel and people that could do these things gathered together and they sought the Lord. Now we pick it up in verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the, in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, so it gives us some detail here about where they were. So they're assembled together in Judah, Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord. So at the Lord's temple before the new court. And so he's there at the Lord's temple where all the people could gather. They're not inside it, but they're there where the people gather outside. And he says this in verse 6, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? So he asked a question. And these are sort of rhetorical questions right there. He says, are you not God in the heavens? Well, he is God in the heavens. He's not only God in the heavens, he's the God of all the heavens. The next statement he says is this, are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? So the answer to both these questions is that, yes, you are. And we're acknowledging that, and we're declaring that, that you're, that you're the God in the heavens, and you are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the nation. And, you know, we've talked some in previous episodes in various ways and various times of a divine council mindset of understanding what is meant by these kingdoms, what is meant by nations, okay? So this is really a lot more than we know. There is a lot more to this. And he's saying you are the ruler of all them. He's saying, you're really the ruler of those nations out there that are threatening us. 
And then he declares this. This is the king saying this before all the people. Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. So he's declaring as the king, and this is a king that you can see has humility within him, because a lot of kings are not like this. You know what I mean? A lot of kings would never stand before the people and humbly say something like this. They would never declare anything like this. They want everybody to think that they're the king, that they've got the answers, and they're the ones in charge. Folks, we, we encounter that day in and day out with individuals, do we not? I mean, I, I do. I do. I have individuals that just sit there and tell me, well, I'm this, I'm this, so therefore you have to do that. Yeah, 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 that's your role, that's your function, that's your position. Uh, I'm excited for you, you know. <laughs> but power and might are in the hand of the Lord, verse 7. Did you not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? <clears throat> so he's declaring his truth before the people. He's saying this to God in acknowledgment that they know this truth, but he's also reminding God in the form of a question. He says, God, are you not the one that drove out the inhabitants of this land where we live? Well, yeah, he is. Are you not the one that gave this land to the descendants of Abraham? He is. And remember, God, Abraham was your friend forever. <laughs> remember that covenant you made with Abraham in Genesis 15, God? Remember what you said right there. Verse 8, he continues on. They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary there for your name. Say it. So he's saying, Lord, we have lived in this land. The descendants of Abraham, we've built the sanctuary here. We're standing in this sanctuary. And now watch this. And have built you a sanctuary there for your name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword, or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you. For your name is in this house. And cry to you in your distress, and you will hear and deliver us. Now, this isn't the people saying this. This is what the Lord God said. And you go back to uh, earlier in the scripture, you find out when they dedicated this temple with Solomon, that this is what the Lord said to him. He said, you know what? If evil comes against you, if sword comes against you, or even judgment, judgment? In other words, if you've done something against me and you refuse to repent and I allow judgment and bring forth judgment against you, then you can do the what I'm about to say right here. Or if a pestilence comes against you, or if famine comes against you. So any of these things, evil, sword, judgment, pestilence, famine. If they come against you, if we come and stand before you at this house right here, and if we stand before you because your name is in this house, and if we cry to you, you will hear us and deliver us. It says if we cry to you in our distress, you will hear and deliver us. What is he saying here? The king is saying, Lord, we know what you declared to us. We know what you said to us. We are here before you now. We are in distress. We are crying out to you to deliver us. Let me read these next two verses. We'll be done for today. Verse 10. Now behold, the king's informing God like God doesn't know. He knows God knows. But he's saying this before all the people that were doing this. Now behold. The sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, for they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out 
from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance. He's saying, God, you know these three countries right here, these three regions, these three people groups, the, the from Ammon, from Moab, Mount Seir is Edom also, which is all these three right here nowadays, folks, <coughs> are modern-day Jordan, the modern-day Jordan. God did not allow his people to deal with those people, and he has a purpose for it, which we'll see at some other time, okay? But he's saying, these folks right here, see how they're rewarding us. They're coming to drive us out of their land, out of our land. They're coming to take possession of that that you have given us. And he says, God, what are you going to do? Verse, 20, uh, verse 12, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming out against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. <clears throat> we'll pick that up the next time right there. But I want us to see that what the king did right here and what the people did is what we need to be doing to acknowledge Lord, not only are we powerless, not so much against a virus and that kind of thing, though we are, we're really powerless against the powers that be behind some of this kind of stuff because we don't know what we're dealing with. But God does know. And you know what, Lord? We're going to keep our eyes on you because we don't know what to do. If we keep our eyes upon him, he will tell us what to do because that's exactly what's about to happen. The king says, we got our eyes on you, Lord. We don't know what to do. God comes and tells them what to do. He'll do the same thing for us. <clears throat> Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.